Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's take a look at some way too early outfield rankings up next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. Today is Tuesday, November 29th. I am Frank Sample, joined by a very festive Scott White. The Christmas tree all lit up behind him. Presents not under the tree yet, but they are hiding somewhere. Let's take a look. There's some down there. Oh, all right, all right. Top 12 outfield ranks. We'll start with the top three for next season. That includes Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, Julio Rodriguez, Scott. No surprise here, although... Some people might be a little hesitant on Aaron Judge. Not you. Yeah. Morons, I call them. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it seems like uh, he's not the consensus number one overall pick, which is fine by me. I'll I'll take him in any league where I'm drafting in the top five, and I would take him number one overall. He was far and away the number one player in fantasy this past year, regardless of what format you were playing in. And because it was such a distant margin, of course, he doesn't have to repeat the 62 home run season. I think he's, with given how hard he impacts the ball and given that that matters more than ever with the ball being deadened, no longer juiced the way it was, no longer uh, are we seeing middling power guys deliver big home run totals. That exit velocity that that Judge delivers matters more than ever. It makes him the odds-on favorite to lead the majors in home runs. I think if he gets to 45... There's a good chance he'll live up to the uh, to the number one overall pick, much less at the outfield, because uh, you know you're also probably getting a good batting average from him. He doesn't strike out as much as he used to, and he even contributed 16 steals this past year. So there's a good chance he won't be a, a zero in that ever coveted category either. So yeah, give me Judge number one. All right, four through six in the outfield rankings, we have Ronald Acuna, Jordan Alvarez, and Juan Soto. Scott, very clearly, two letdowns from this past season. Ronald Acuna, first season back from the torn ACL. Looks like he really never got his legs underneath him from a power perspective this past season. And then Juan Soto, just so much going on. The trade rumors, finally traded to the Padres. The pressure of living up to that trade. And obviously hit for a really low batting average. Something we've never seen from him before. So I think you just kind of bet on the track record with both of these guys. Yeah, and and let's not... I understate the track record. I really don't think you could overstate the track record. These these are two players, both 24, and Soto just turned 24 in the offseason, by the way. So still very, very, very young. Still in an age where some players haven't even reached the majors yet. And uh, they were on, they were off to like historic starts to their career. Kind of starts to their career that would put them on a clear Hall of Fame track. I mean, once Soto could argue he's the best on base guy since Barry Bonds, who's the best on base guy ever, you know? And um they just they just uh they just had weird seasons. I mean, Acuna has the clearer uh explanation for it coming back from ACL surgery and he was sitting semi-regularly to rest that knee. It's clear it wasn't a hundred percent, and with another offseason of rest, hopefully he'll come back full strength and put up numbers more like we're used to seeing. Uh, in the past, he's been close to a 40-40 guy. 
Uh, so that's the kind of upside for Acuna, number one overall type upside. But it it is, you know, it does take a degree of just blind faith. Okay, I'm going to trust that the knee was the issue and and that what we saw isn't the real Acuna now um, to to buy into him again. Which you know, I I would I would draft him in the first round still, but um, clearly not one overall. And Soto again, I, I draft him in the first round also. Uh, the weirdness for him, I think it, it, it started with just a slow start. And then as soon as he started to get things turned around, there was that huge trade to San Diego, had to get used to a new environment, had to had a lot of pressure, was suddenly thrown into a playoff race. Like a like a his like the the trade return that the Nationals got was was like the biggest ever for a player. So he had Soto had those expectations to live up to soon, too, as well. And um yeah, I, I think it just took a toll on him. But Stackhouse Page still lit up like a Christmas tree. Amazing plate discipline still. I think Soda's going to be fine next year too. And I'll take him eighth overall. All right, Scotty, I'm going to throw a few more names your way here. Seven through 12 in the rankings. We have Kyle Tucker, Mike Trout, Michael Harris, Kyle Schwarber, Luis Robert, and Starling Marte. Mm-hmm. Two names on here that I think are really going to be polarizing Michael Harris, the National League Rookie of the Year. He was amazing this past season, Scott. But there are some things to worry about. The ground ball rate is very high. He struggled against lefties. And Luis Robert makes a lot of contact. He hits the ball very hard. But he really struggles to stay on the field. What do you think about those two? Yeah, I am probably not going to be as high on them as some other people. I mean, I have them ranked pretty high here. Part because outfield's just so weak. And because, you know, they project to give you steals and those are important to fill early. But yeah, the ground ball rate scares me for Harris. The plate discipline or lack thereof scares me for Harris. It was a slow finish for him into the playoffs. And, and maybe that was him uh, him kind of regressing a little. Obviously wasn't up for a full season, so we didn't get to see the full ebb and flow from him. And I think a sophomore slump is likely. It's just to what extent for Harris. Uh, and then Robert... You know, we have yet to see him play even 100 games in a season. So while he has that first-round outcome, as Harris showed he does as well, uh, I think you have to bet on Robert missing significant time. And I'd rather not be in a position where I have to take him because of that. All right. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again on Thursday morning. Bye-bye.